0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have taken on secret identities, gone underground in order to provide you our candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV, you've seen us quoted in the news, but our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on these stocks, so we disguise our voices and they'll never know. This Aha. week, we look at the November 6th, 2009 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. But first, I need to inform you of some important caveats. One, this show is for entertainment purposes only, and that is not a guarantee. Is that a Roman word, caveat? Yeah, it is. Thank you. And um, also, we may have conflicts of interest. We may own may. the stocks. We may not own the <laughs> stocks. We may have uh, lucrative arrangements with the management teams of the companies that we speak about and importantly we may be completely uninformed although we do provide these uh, investment uh, services during the week, here it's after hours and uh, we may be uh, drinking. But there could Just, be something going yeah, on at, the, at a anyway, given company that I we will, don't know about. Yeah, Certainly. certainly, may, We may have over So do some homework. We may have overlooked that. Um, I will be back at the back half of the show to talk about three Uh, Value ideas. Thank goodness. Why do you keep interrupting with your quips? I'm just trying to tell the people. Liz Claiborne, Advance Auto and Children's Place coming up next. And if you just want to get right to that, just fast forward. It's about halfway through. And so with that, with only a medium, maybe a a small amount of it, well, I think people tune in to hear about the stocks, not the quips. You know what have you? But maybe they do. I I'm don't just know. Just trying to liven yeah. up the, the boilerplate introduction. as soon as we start talking about stocks. So with a small amount of ado this week, I don't want any of your ado. Okay, well then you're getting a Keep small your amount. of ado. Vern Value. Here you go. Thank Take you, away, everyone.
1: Vern. Glad to be here with you this week. Going to lead off with a uh, little bit of a controversial name, because uh, it would appear that their market is going away. So hard to recommend a retailer Ouch. whose market is going away. That was a quip, just quipping you. No, that's fine. Yeah, okay, thanks. Um, and that's what it is. It's a retailer. Retailing is like most of this issue. Um, it's either stuff sold in stores, stores themselves, or people that are, s- are content providers things. and have the store, operate the stores. So, um, and I, so I've got a couple stores and a, you know there's some content here, though. So I'm going to start with Barnes & Noble, right? Mm -hmm. Amazon and Walmart are taking over the book business. How can Barnes & Noble survive? Well, I'll tell you, one way they'll survive is by outliving their primary competitor, Borders. Who's in Ah. the process of going out of business? Well, they're all in trouble. I'll just say that. Mm. But uh, Barnes & Noble, actually, their balance sheet is spotless. They have about uh, $3 of cash on the balance sheet. Stock's at $17, okay? Uh, No debt. They're going to earn a buck and a half this year. Value Line thinks they'll earn a buck and a half next year. That's wrong. That's too high. They just bought a business called
0: College Booksellers for half a billion dollars. Yeah, overpaid. Did they? I don't. Well, what, I don't know if you're reading the news, but what's happening to the value of books is it's going down fast. Uh, Walmart.com just matched uh, Amazon's price. On their Kindle, of 9.99 for a new book, they're going to do 9.99 for a book, hardcover book, uh, this Christmas. Ten bestsellers, college book. The prices there are starting to crack because you know once you pay 250. Well, the thing that I think is book,
1: interesting here is that college has revenues of about 1.8 billion dollars. They're more profitable than Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble's been able to hold about a six percent EBITDA margin, down from eight to nine when we weren't having a recession so part of what's happening here is a discretionary good and pressure, recessionary pressure on that business and then we have this share shift and we probably want to be careful not to, to overestimate you know one versus the other um, so I'm my question is if Barnes and Noble makes six and college makes more how much do they make if they make ten percent EBITDA margins that's hundred eighty million of EBITDA and I paid less than three times if they make eight percent, I mean, do the math. They they you didn't have, pay much well, on a multiple basis. You so have to hope these prices. The question book prices is, don't. question is,
0: what's going to happen to EBITDA? If EBITDA gets cut in half, well, if your gross margin is twenty percent and they cut prices by fifty percent, you're going to need to do something. So I think the people that have stores are paying for real estate. I'm and people. not sure why my expectation would be that. It seems to me that if I can, if I have
1: less than a three year payback on this business then I have an excellent opportunity to outrun yeah, but any trend that you're talking about just in terms of deterioration in terms
0: of. Those, in, in terms those of, numbers don't reflect this new price at bo- of books. No, they have the, oh, certainly. So no, you have to hope maybe it they're going to make less. Right, but, which but, means EBIT could go away. That's people my
1: ultimately are going to, some people are going to want to go to a destination where they can actually look at the pictures in the book. Maybe mm-hmm. they're looking
0: for a big uh, coffee table. Like book a software store.
1: Maybe they want to find, it like, mm-hmm. uh, like a
0: software store. Like a software store. Like a software like a Comp USA or Comp Egghead. USA. There was never really anything yeah. to look at. There was software in there. Content like in books. Uh, I don't know. The book is different.
1: The okay. book is different.
0: All right. It's a very personal gift. I think there's a. I think there's a
1: strong legion of book buyers out there that are going to want to buy. The buy well, they'll buy ten books online maybe for every two or one that they buy in a store, but they're still going to want to go to a store. Well, Barnes & Noble has an Internet business, too. So. That's right, they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they're in, now they're in digital textbooks by virtue of the established uh, infrastructure that college booksellers has. Okay. They are building around the Sony readers. And- I think there's some very interesting possibilities here, and they're kind of in the middle of what's happening, and they actually have a sound balance sheet they're earning uh, their payouts about 65% on a nearly 6% yield that you can get right now. So, you know, I, I'd be I'd only pay out 30% of earnings if I cut the dividend mm-hmm. in a half. I'm still getting nearly 3%. They're not low cost. That'd be my. Uh, I have an enterprise value here of about 1.3 billion, including half a billion for college. Okay, I've got 350 million of EBITDA at Barnes and Noble right now. I don't know. So I, this is just so cheap, mm. selling at about 12% of combined revenue. Uh, Barnes & Noble, BKS, uh, roughly one times book value right now. But book value under threat, longer term. Right now, this is uh, this is very, very cheap. Borders, on the other hand, um, struggling to handle debt. Really, uh, their leverage right now, total debt, uh, versus equity market cap is about three to one. Is so. that a, con- a contrast
0: portion of the show right there? Were you contrasting? Well, I'm just trying to illustrate the financial pressure. You're not of recommending their Borders. Competitor. You're just Absolutely contrasting. Not. I see. No, okay. I, uh, Borders.
1: Uh, you know, this it's is an a Two dollar stock that's probably going to zero. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Sounds okay. Good. So, BKS Barnes and Noble yeah. books is their no, thank uh, you, ticker. I, you know, I'm. I'm a sucker for a they good. They should sell symbol. that ticker.
0: They're going to need to sell everything. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Footlocker number two. Here's my second uh, store operator idea. Okay, number one, they're in shoes. Okay, and one of the reasons we like shoes is that unlike other apparel uh, categories, these things actually wear out. They wear out. Yep. Uh, there's something else that happens in this category. People collect them, but. That's they, probably not Foot Locker's primary customer. Um, collect, the other thing about shoes is that shoes. you're not going to buy it over the Internet unless you've tried it on in a store. And if I can get you in the store, I bet you I, need bet to you try I can it sell you a pair Fit of shoes. That's, that's a good point. Okay. So Now, what I like here is that the, uh, the company's results peaked in 2006 with the economy. Their uh, profit margins have been cut. Their EBITDA margins have been cut nearly in half, revenues down 25% yeah maybe 30 percent from the top okay? pretty typical so yeah pretty typical um, they're not earning the dividend now so you got a five-and-a-half percent yield that's gonna go away alright but again even half of that would be uh, you know pretty good uh, uh, pretty good payout and so what I think that you have here is really leverage to the upturn and one of the first things that women will buy with discretionary income is a new pair of shoes good grief I, I mean, this is—I uh, mean, this is a well-established trend, uh, and I think most of I've the women a shoe that are listening in my today day. would probably I've seen agree a shoe with me. Closet. Uh, no, right like now, that. enterprise value about one point four billion, call it one five. Uh, they've got about two hundred and forty million of EBITDA. Again, with profit margins uh, about half of what they were on revenue. That's down nearly a third. Taking a bunch of cost out, they closed some stores. They're renegotiating lease terms. Um, their numbers hurt badly because the top end of the product line is yeah. what you know is really what takes it—the $200 shoe. Yeah, when they're you know, by. so that's what people don't have, um, uh, can't afford to buy. Well, you know, we're going to an eventually anniversary, uh, employment losses, and uh, constrained budgets. Well, and, eventually, yeah, so and Foot Locker, The crap, you know, out it's of got it. some of the best locations. Um, How big is their totally Nike, the best uh, Nike all exposure? all over the place. I don't know. It used to be about half. Doesn't say here. Uh, yeah. Well, but so. now they they also have Kids Foot Locker, Champ Sports.
0: They're in Europe, Australia, New Zealand. Um, I used to think Nike was going to jam these guys, but they they never. It's a it's a nice symbiotic relationship, so it works out.
1: You gotta have a you yeah. gotta have a place. And they're to, a um,
0: they're a destination for the unlike, people to come. Unlike your Barnes and Noble, which might be the second so Barnes or third and Noble, choice. People go there like they go to a library. Day, there's other if, if I'm the in the mall a mall and I need to kill time, I'm waiting for somebody to
1: show up, I go on a Barnes yeah, & Noble. That's and not mobile. a business, a man. That's a chair. bus stop. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a very nice yeah, bus stop. it's very comfortable. No question.
1: Mm. All right, third name, content provider. Again, shoe theme, Wolver- uh, Wolverine Worldwide. Is what it's called. Uh, Wolverine WW. It was right. the first WWW. And this is very difficult to ascertain. What is that ticker symbol? Is it WWW? WW. Yeah. It's hard to read there. W. I I guess they're is is. Okay. So three W's across. Um, this one is $26, paying a 1.7% yield, uh, virtually no debt on the balance sheet, a um, couple bucks of cash, um, you know, very solid operator long history of growth, not being hurt by the recession, nearly as bad uh, as the actual retailer is, um, who's, you know, got a pressure to liquidate inventory and has to operate on thinner margins. Wolverine's margins, historically, 11%, 12 13%, steady there in the downturn. Um, Did you mention their brands? They have a lot of great brands. Oh, that's what makes it. This is right. an incredible why company. Thank you for uh, prompting yeah, me. My pleasure. Uh, they own. I mean, have you ever heard of Hush Puppies? Yes. Back in actually, back in vogue after a lot of years. I had of had as a uh, kid. Having disappeared. Thanks, really. mom. Um, Wolverine, which is an established brand of itself in uh, particularly work boots. Uh, Merrill. Good grief! Casual wear for uh, in all sizes, um, and um, they own the exclusive rights to market footwear under uh, the brands Caterpillar. Harley-Davidson, and Patagonia, which I'm sure outsells the other two. Um, but these are very, very powerful brands. Uh, it has a lot to do with the persistence of profitability. Um, historically uh, return on capital, uh, 12%, maybe closer now to it's been pushing 20% in recent years. Um, really no leverage at all, their return on equity right around the same numbers. Uh, really, I mean very high quality name value lines looking for eight nine percent growth in uh, cash flow and earnings over time. You do have to pay a bigger multiple than you pay on these other companies i 've got a one point three billion enterprise value really it 's the equity market cap because there 's no debt uh, about one hundred and thirty million of EBITDA but of course, top line is down. margins have compressed a little bit, so it 's ten times a no- number that 's a little under recent year trends. Um, it shows up in the relative stock price performance. This stock got cut in half like everything else did. But it's almost back to where it was um, before the, um, you know, the panic of 2008 and uh, hasn't underperformed the market uh, nearly as badly as a lot of these other consumer sensitive names. So take a look at WWW. You know, the one thing I'm interested in here is uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the unemployment rate is out of work construction workers. Do real construction workers buy Caterpillar, Harley-Davidson, or Wolverine?
0: I doubt it. Or is it I just people
1: know. that would like to have the image Tourists of construction to worker. construction sites. Yeah, you know, like something to uh, ponder. So uh, yeah. with that, okay. I think we'll take a little beverage break.
0: We sure will. If I sound
1: energized, it's because I'm drinking coffee today, along with my partner who was
0: kind enough to go and fetch them for us. Well, we're doing something a little unusual this week. A little different. And I don't know. I mean, we're always hiding I out somewhere. I kind of like it. And what we've done is it's actually midday, and uh, due to, again, travel schedules and things like that, we're actually in my office building in a discreet location, not in my office. No, we can't do that. But I'm down in a different office that I've borrowed from the owner of the building. Did you use an assumed name? They didn't ask my name. They recognized me from just being around. So it was just like, hey, so I'm do in. They, do they know you as, as Val Hughes? Or no, no, you? I try, try to keep that under the, wraps. Okay, no, right. they know me as my real name. Okay. Um, and so, um, but they they didn't have me even put my name down. They just on my oh. reco- what is it, reconnaissance, recognizance?
1: On your uh, yeah, that's what they yeah. call it. When they uh, the judge lets you go and just don't yeah. don't right. screw they know up me. Again. They gave me the
0: keys. How do you think we got in here? I got handed a bunch of keys, and we're in here. We've got a beautiful view of some uh, nondescript a bunch of keys that means you know, we could buildings. probably get into other well, places well i think we're open to that but that's not what us we're, about. The what we're about what
1: we're about is bringing great um equity analysis to the well
0: masses. don't get to, i'm not sure about that but we do have a couple of interesting ideas coming up uh and I'm hey get, hey I'm hey, hey. No, no no i'm sure your ideas <laughs> will work out not that well, not that Barnes & Noble one. Mm. That's going into the tank. That stock's been murdered lately. It's number four in an industry. Take a number. I mean, oh, my not, goodness. Don't take four. Okay. Stock's at 17 First high this is 29. And I want you to know, I had some time on my hands last night for reasons I don't want to get into. Uh, they're kind of personal between me and Vern in that I don't want to get into it, but he'd agreed to come over to my house, but then didn't. Okay, I don't know why. Anyway, so uh, I had some time to... Look through every stock in the value line, and I don't want to imply that. Well, that's that I why I did it. I thought you no, needed good. some time yeah, for no, no. personal reflection. Very good. It, it worked like a charm, <laughs> and also the drinking kicked in because it was late, so okay. be late. Good. Uh, so now we're drinking coffee. You're welcome. I, this show's not going to be nearly as good, but whatever. show must go on. I, I look through every name, every name this week, and I'm going to start off because I'm, I'm doing these in page number order, as you know. Uh, to help you, the listener, follow along in value. Not me. I'm back to No, random. I know. You don't do that. Okay, page 2109, no, Liz is a strategic Claiborne. presentation. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, but it's not convenient to the listener, right? Are you going to talk about yes, stocks? Li- I'm talking about Liz Claiborne. Liz Claiborne, I'm hesitant to recommend it because there's so much wrong with it. But I'm going to do it anyway because I saw that Jones Apparel – has rocketed off the lows because back in March and such as we've talked about so many companies looked like they were on the verge of going out of business because the bank wasn't going to give them any money to pay all the people on Monday. And so many people faced the thought that they were out of business. And it was reflected in the stock market. All these charts go, they actually crash into the volume chart. You don't even actually know what the price was sometime in you know, March, February time frame of 09, and Liz Claiborne is no exception to that, and Jones, but Jones pulled out of it, um, and so they're a little too expensive. A lot of these things are trading as if they're you know home runs in earnings next year and the year after. I'm not so sure they are. So I'd say you can't, you're not going to make money on Jones from here. But Liz Claiborne has not yet reacted, and why? Because so much is wrong. Liz Claiborne uh, had five billion dollars in sales in six. Um, forecast for oh nine three point one billion. 3.1 billion. So, that, oh. so that's a lot of down. Okay, <laughs> and the problem, of course, is that in a world of needs, not wants, Liz Claiborne is really kind of in the, in the wants category. I thought we were wants, not needs. Well,
1: are we going back?
0: Well, with Liz Claiborne, um, unfortunately, they're they're not. No, with what the benefiting. market's done, you need to rebalance on that. They're model, not benefiting, right? Then the, that's all worked. So you have to revisit some things that are really beat up and um, that's what I'm doing here now the problem has been lack of revenue that's been the main problem and I also see that their margin is coming under pressure and this has happened to a lot of vendors to the department store industry because you basically now have one department store to sell to and that's uh, Macy's. Macy's Federated <laughs> and if you don't like their deal they Tough. say take, take a hike and that's just how you know like Walmart now, it doesn't seem to be helping Macy's they don't seem to be able to make very much money because they're spread pretty thin um, you know, around the country now but in terms of Liz Claiborne that just wasn't working out so they just cut an amazing deal that we don't know how it's going to come out but I think it's got some real promise and that is that they just signed over the exclusive rights to their name Claiborne and Liz Claiborne to JCPenney so they're gonna just say we're not mm. dealing with you Mr. Macy we're going to JCPenney they're gonna have our whole line and this will become the every man's fashion item is Liz Claiborne it'll be priced for penny uh, they used to use dockers in this sense they still have a lot of dockers but I think for Penny, Liz Claiborne is a great brand for the Penny customer to have. And it will be a nice, stable deal with Penny for Liz Claiborne where they're not out negotiating prices every year. And they can start to build economies of scale around some known quantities I hadn't heard about volume. this. This
1: sounds very good.
0: Yeah, I, I hadn't either. I'm reading it in the You're evaluated. reading about it. I see. Yeah. Yeah, they really have scooped me on this one. And so it's six times EBITDA. So the way I might look at that is, uh, you know, a 16% cash-on-cash cash return. Yeah, but how much EBITDA is there? Well, there's uh, right now. The Isn't big, there a lot of leverage? The big thing is, um, yeah, there's some leverage. I'll tell you the stats here. The big thing here is um, is that the stock's down a lot. That's my main theme, stock cheap. <laughs> and then I'm betting on the survival of Liz Claiborne. That's all you have to bet on here because they're selling at about uh, 15% of revenue, they normally sell at one times. If things were clear sailing for Liz Claiborne right now, the stock would be, I read, 30, 32. It gets to that level every year. But it's not because you have this risk of bankruptcy according to the market, it's one times interest coverage, and you've got this change strategy that the market's uncertain about. And so in my opinion, uncertainty is the time to strike. It's when knowledge and information has the most valuable. When there's chaos, a little knowledge goes a long way, And I think on Liz Claiborne right now, there's chaos. No one thinks this is going to work. Val Hughes thinks it might work because Liz Claiborne is so valuable as a brand at JCPenney that JCPenney's going to do things for Liz. S- spend a lot well, of money advertising to promote in the store brand. on the It'll commercials. be on television. They're going to get a lot of free Penny's value been spending here. Spending a lot of money. Right, on TV. exactly. And so six times EBITDA, the EBITDA is beat up with a 7% operating margin. So if they can get back to a margin that they used to earn back in the early part of the you know the decade in 20th the, in, century well in the low teens i mean right now i just did an enterprise value to ebitda based on six on a seven percent operating margin okay so, so maybe double that yeah got could three be times. i just you know it, maybe liz claiborne goes broke but i know there's a lot of jc penny stores they've just inked this deal jc penny can throw all kinds of value at liz claiborne that doesn't show up in money but shows up in sales to liz claiborne It's cheap. Near book value because it's so beat up. I'm going to buy some. Uh, Liz Claiborne, page 2109. Next up. uh, What's the symbol? Liz. L-I-Z. I I think. I don't know. I just threw it over here. Come on. Uh, Where's the ticker on this thing? Liz. Okay. Next up. uh, Advanced Auto Parts. Page 2119. My theme here is that you've got auto, stable growth in terms of auto repair, and it's at a discount. It's at uh, a 33% discount to the market PE. It's five times EBITDA, so enterprise value, I get writers, enterprise value is the market value of the equity plus the debt less the cash that's the enterprise value we'd have to pay to own the whole company and EBITDA is earnings before interest taxes and depreciation which is a good metric for cash flow it's five times that which is a twenty percent cash on cash return and you have the potential for this thing to uh, advance in multiple and earnings over the next few years are apt to be higher as the recession unfolds Um, they're putting up a high teens low twenty percent return on capital they lever that just a little bit into a low 20%, 23%, 24% 20%, 23%, 24% return on equity. Value line thinks they're going to grow earnings in the teens, 15%. That's got to be a lot of uh, consolidation. One thing that's happened in the auto parts business is that the idea of using off-label parts uh, is really, you know, a, a no-no nowadays. And so all the brand-name parts are going to the brand-name dealers. Advance Auto and AutoZone and others, you know, they're a credible dealer um, Well, but so is the NAPA network. Well, of course. But it's all the mom and pops that are going to have some issues, and I think the the brands are gaining share, and that's a little bit of wind at their back. They put up a low teens operating margin. Again, very respectable. It's a competitive market, but there's five big guys. There's some uh, (laughs) oligopolistic pricing there. (laughs) oligopoly. Okay. Okay. And so uh, I think it's a good bet. It's down... Off the highs, the the high on the stock is, uh, you know, in the upper 40s. It's at 36. And I think uh, it's clear sailing on sales. They've got a great balance sheet. Unlike AutoZone, their big competitor that uh, continues to buy stock to negative equity. These guys are buying stock, but not as much, and they keep a clean balance sheet. Advanced Auto, <clears throat> ticker AAP. And finally, I'm running out of time. Children's Place, PLCE, page 2179. My theme here is... Clothes for kids are on a replacement cycle based on wear. It's not as much fashion, and these guys are in a marketplace where they have some authority in children's um, clothes, and there's not as much competition for that as in women's apparel, where there's a billion places. In children's, there's not as many, and so uh, they're going to get a look at most. You know, in most cases, they're yeah, putting it's up a destination, destination a little bit. They they do a, a return on capital that could be higher. It's in the low teens. Um, it's pretty good for a retailer. Yeah, they have no debt, I like that, just a teeny bit. That's good And their enterprise value to EBITDA on this one is about four times. Wow. Because, you know, business is tough. Discretionary items, while I'll tell you that clothes for kids are sold day in and day out, the little discretionary items, the fancier bow or the fancier shoe or well, whatever Mom knows is not that, being bought you know, right
1: now. Her son doesn't really care and she can put yeah, some quarters.
0: Exactly. And there's also some uncertainty here because two years ago they got they unwound the Disney contract. These guys were running the Disney stores. They're not. So sales look like they're going down and margins are going down, but they really need to right size the business for this lower level and I think they have a pretty good sh- uh, shot to doing that. According to recent uh, this recent value line, you know, they're Business right now is uh, is is doing okay. Um, I don't know why. I guess probably mom and pops are going out of business. There is a consolidation in times like this to the lower cost. It's providers. a recession. Yeah, but uh, although it need, may be over, at this kids point. need clothes. And uh, what else do I like about this thing? Oh, you're pointing at the clock. There's no inside buyers here. I wish I had that. Value Line doesn't even estimate a growth rate here. But my expectation would be that the stock, you know, will move toward a one-time sales level over time, it usually gets to that level, just like I was saying on uh, whichever one I was well, talking about. Well, what would 80% Liz. of sales be? So, I mean, you have upside to maybe $40, $50 once this thing looks a little better. It's at 33 right now. Yeah, okay. And of all the retailers I look at, you know, th- th- this one I think has a chance to be the most stable. Well, like you said, there's some scarcity value yeah. in the children's category. So that's it for me this week, Vern. Uh, wow. I'm going to pick my favorite. Just It's a What's little gamey, but I'm going to say uh, Liz Claiborne, because I think I think it will survive, and it's going to be a nice nice run. And I'm going to go with Foot Locker, symbol FL,
1: um, in a uh, leverage to the upturn, because when women have some discretionary money, that's what they're probably going to buy, some new shoes.
0: Okay, thanks, everyone. See you next week. See you next week. www.thevalueguys.com. Come visit us. Come visit us.